What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. In today's episode, I tell you about a storm that I went through in my business this last week, kind of just giving you some insight of some of the struggles that I personally have dealt with. It's been a crazy week, and I want to share that with you because maybe you'll go through something similar. Maybe you're going through something similar, and maybe you won't go through something similar, and this will help you avoid it. So it's all around a great episode, no matter what you're going through in your business, Um, but it's really important to recognize that there are seasons in business. Some are favorable, some are unfavorable. Really, the determining factor of you coming out of an unfavorable season is really the knowing that when you come out, you will come out stronger. And that is what I'm sharing with you today is how I came out of a really tough season this last week and a half and really where I'm at now. And I think this is going to be really helpful for those of you uh, who are in the same position or um, you know, just want to hear about how to overcome a tough spot in your business. So it's an all around great episode and it starts now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Contractor Secrets Podcast. So happy to have you today. I want to talk to you about the seasons of business. And those of you who are on your business journey, maybe you've been doing it for longer than a year, you know what I'm talking about. It's up and then it's down. And how we handle those tough times in business will dictate how far we go up when the season of abundance comes, when the season of peace comes when the season of just everything seems to be working comes. But if we can't pass the test of when the season of rain comes and the season of, you know, just everything kind of falling comes, then we're going to stay there and we might not get to that peak level that is waiting for us on the other side. So I want to talk to you about really my season of rain that had occurred really just, you know, last week. And just because the word season in terms of, you know, fall, winter, summer, spring, just because those to us mean long term, you know, sometimes two to three months, maybe a season in your business could be two to three days or, uh, you know, one week or two weeks, you know, for me, it was an entire week. It seemed like every single thing was going wrong in my business. And I just felt like, uh, you know, there was just no way out at one point, but I remembered that business is seasonal and I had to just make it through. So I want to share with you some of those things that I dealt with this last week, but thankfully systems were in place. The ability to be steadfast and patient, uh, as a as a seasoned business owner is something that allowed me to easily pull through. And I use that word easily lightly because it was very, very tough. So let's start with people, okay? People create sometimes seasons that are unfavorable. People create sometimes seasons that cause us to stress out. I posted something on Instagram 
the other day. It said, good hiring can free you. Poor hiring will make you want to regret starting a business, have you contemplating going back to your old boss, and cause you to have to work harder than when you worked for somebody else. Now, this is 100% true. I wrote this easily because I've experienced these emotions myself. I know what it feels like when your team lets you down. Now, thankfully, over the years, I have built a core group of team members. I have six of them that are just phenomenal, that I can lean on, that I've nurtured, that I've curated, that have my back. I have their back. And a lot of us don't have that yet. And that is really your job is to find those individuals, invest in those individuals, and build this core group from within. And it starts with one person. Okay, it starts with one person. So when something like what I'm about to share with you occurs, the the company isn't compromised because of a few individuals. So let's start with this. We're booked to the moon. I don't know what's going on out there, but everyone's saying yes. I'm super thankful. Um, it's just a season of great, uh, you know, abundance in terms of jobs. And I'm, and I'm super thankful. And I'll get the question here and there. Well, Tanner, why don't you add another crew? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And it's like, no, our business model is two crews, one supervisor overseeing the crews because it frees me. That is my vision for my business. Some of you may have a different vision. Some of you may want 10 crews, 15 crews. The principles that I share with you are the same and can be duplicated, but get that one down first. Get that one group, get that one team together of people that you trust that can free you in that regard so you could step back and then create another crew. So I kind of want to just dive into really what occurred in my business that kind of threw us off our momentum. And the first thing was is that, you know, out of nowhere, I get a call from an employee that says, hey, so sorry, I need to put in my two-week notice. I uh, I got a job that I applied for before I applied to go uh, work for you that provides me a certain level of security. I think he gets 401k and all these benefits. And to be honest, it was a good opportunity for him. Um, he had been working for me for three weeks. Was he a all-star, quote-unquote, unicorn? Eh, not really going to miss him, not somebody that stood out in terms of personality, stood out in terms of drive. I think that the fact that that came to light, that he chose us as his second option, kind of really resonated uh, in terms of his work ethic, in terms of his um, you know, desire to be a part of a team. He was kind of distanced. He was kind of just you know, blah. Um, and one of those guys that kind of skate by shows up on time, does his job, goes home. I've had those people before. Um, they are not my core group of people. Unfortunately, they're kind of like fillers in the operation, which sometimes we have to have not going to cause any trouble, not going to do anything wrong, going to do exactly what they're asked and they go home. Um, we have those and they're okay to have, but again, things like this come up where, they leave you kind of hanging and then you have to, you know, scramble to find somebody to take their spot. So initially I was like, okay, no problem. Now for us, those of you know, in my painting business, I have two crews of four. So when one individual is removed from that crew of four, that means that 
our supervisor has to step in and assume the role that that individual had. Um, so immediately I'm thinking, okay, I need to look for somebody to replace this person. And instead of two weeks, I told him to only take one. Um, I'm not really big on two week notices. I just think that, you know, it kind of kills the morale of the company when an individual is leaving and they, you know, they start talking about their new job, they start talking about their new opportunity and it kind of just throws a little bit of a wrench in our morale. So I was like, man, just take one week, you know, and I had confidence that I'd find somebody in one week. So it's Monday and, you know, we're hammering through the biggest job that I've taken in three years. And those of you who are in my Facebook group or somewhere that you follow me, I posted about it a little bit. This job was massive. And the problem with this job wasn't the job itself. I knew we could do it. I had the plan in place. You know, it wasn't something that was like extraordinary. It was just a larger version of houses that we normally paint. So it was a good opportunity for me. I put the whole team together of nine. We all planned on hammering it out. And, you know, that was the plan. Well, we get a week of rain. I mean, every single day there was rain, whether it was in the afternoon or the morning. If it was in the afternoon, we would get there in the morning and everything was wet. If it was in the morning, then we'd have to paint inside the uh, the lanai's or we'd have to paint somewhere where it was covered and we wouldn't get as much done. So that was the major curveball. Adding on to the fact that I still need to find somebody else to replace this individual that is leaving. So those two curveballs were kind of hitting me. Why is that also a major factor? Because of cash flow. This is one job for the whole week. So normally we would get cash flow in um, for the first two jobs of the week, which usually end by Wednesday. And then that would kind of pay for payroll. So I was kind of just a little bit stressed out about that because I never want to take money from savings and put it into the business. That's just not good accounting practice. But in this case, because of all these variables, I had to do that. Um, which was no problem, but again, just something that's out of our normal system process uh, to have to, you know, to do, which meant that because of the rain, I had to keep a boom lift rental for way longer than I had budgeted it for. Um, you know, we had to just get extra creative about a couple different things. So that was out of the normal. So without the rain, it would have went smooth. Everything would have went to plan. But again, we're talking seasons. We're talking about things that come at you as a business owner that you have to be able to facilitate. So Friday comes along and it's a 90% chance of rain. We were supposed to finish this job on a Friday, which means this massive job now has to be put for Monday. And my guys, if I didn't find something for them to do, would have would have what they would have been sitting on the couch on Friday because it's raining. So I decided to make two phone calls to customers that were interior jobs that I knew were one day jobs, which I rarely take, but I had them. I think because one was a previous customer and one was a referral. So I try to just appease people in that regard and say, you know what? It's good to have one day fillers. I'll take them. So I called them and said, Hey, listen, we're in the middle of a job right now. It's going to rain. I'd love to come in with my team and knock your job out tomorrow. And thankfully, they both said yes. So I split the teams back up. And on one crew, we had to do some oil painting. Um, this was painting the interior of a house that had nicotine in it. Long story short, one of the individuals that was on that crew was just against it. He's like, I'm not doing this. 
I, I don't want to do it. And it wasn't so much the fact that he, he didn't want to do it. It was his attitude about the fact that, you know, this, you know, this job was, was, you know, something that was required in his attitude saying that he was going to leave and, and kind of just, you know, really just being extremely disrespectful to me about it. When in my eyes, I found this job to make sure that he was able to, you know, fulfill his hourly week, you know, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You know, this isn't how it works. So I had to say, listen, your attitude is just unacceptable about the situation. You're going to have to find another job at that point. How many of us have that confidence that we can, we can make a decision like that for the betterment of the business, right? Because obviously in a, in, in a scenario like this, he's complaining to his other team members on the job about having to do it, creating a negative atmosphere, probably talking bad about me, you know, all these things that could penetrate my core guys and make them second guess, you know, me as a business owner. And that's not okay because I nurtured those relationships for a long time to build trust. So immediately I was able to say, you know what, find another opportunity somewhere else. And I let that individual go. So now I'm down two because this was the last day of the individual that put in his notice. And then I had to let one go. Well, I made the decision to hire the person that I let go just then, his roommate who was on another crew. And he hadn't been doing too well. He's kind of a little bit slower. He's not really grabbing the concepts that we want him to grab. So him and I had a conversation about me letting go of his roommate, which turned into me letting go of him too because of his attitude toward it and the fact that he really wasn't stepping up to the plate. Now I'm down three. Okay. But how much confidence do you have as a business owner to be able to make these crucial moves in your business for the betterment of the whole, even when pressure's mounting? Because some of us will compromise. Some of us will say, you know what? I need you right now. And because I have jobs coming up or it's going to put me in a bad position. And guess what? You just confirmed that that behavior is okay. And you have to be the ultimate deciding factor. Now, I, now I'm at a point where I have six. Now, I just had nine a couple hours ago. Now I'm down to six. Big, you know, big move here. Guess what? I have no good applicants in the queue. Right. So if I already had applicants, I remember I had a week to find somebody to replace the guy that had a two week notice put in and I still don't have anyone yet. So now I'm in a position where I have no good applicants. I have work booked out to the moon. I have a huge, massive job that still hasn't finished. I just started two brand new jobs. Okay. And as a business owner, not only do I have to balance all this stuff, I got to make sure homeowners are up to date in terms of what's going on. Um, I'm not a fan of leaving jobs, but I had no choice because it rained. And now I'm dealing with a customer who is completely unsatisfied to a level of like the 10th degree on Friday because it was humid outside and we're spraying doors and when they, they couldn't dry properly. Um, so there were some runs in the doors. So I explained they need to be sanded. We'll make sure it's right. And, and just guys, this is just an example of the season that I'm in. You know, a lot of the times you may hear me and think, man, this guy's business just runs smooth. He's chilling. He's making videos. You know, he's always putting out inspirational quotes. He's always jumping on the podcast. Listen, 
I'm human too. I go through these emotions and these seasons just like you do. But the key that I want to give to you is getting back to center, okay? The entire time I'm dealing with this, I have a center that I'm trying to get back to. Some of you don't have a center. Some of you don't have a place of return, a foundation. Let me tell you what my center is. My center is first making sure that I find applicants to fulfill my system that I've pretty much identified as my my key to success, which is two crews of four, okay? Two crews of four, and again, the supervisor at the top. So my reticular activating system, that thing in your brain that just, if you set it in motion, it'll bring you to where you want to go or it'll help you see what you want to see if you focus on it enough. I'm like, okay, I need three employees, okay? How do I make this happen? right? I need three employees immediately because of how busy we are. Because again, I know that if I don't get back to center, our equilibrium our equilibrium uh, is off because again, that puts stress on our crews because normally we work in teams of four and the demand that I put on them to get jobs done is the demand of which a crew of four should be able to maintain. So now I'm at a point where I'm down three guys. I have no applicants. Um, the weekend is approaching. I'm dealing with a very, very, very tough customer who is just obviously not happy. Um, um, I got a major job that needs to be finished on Monday. I have no clue how that's going to get done. Okay. Uh, and, and everything seems to be in disarray in my business. Okay. Which is the result of, in my opinion, poor hiring, poor training, and, uh, you know, really just uh, my inability to make sure I had applicants lined up for this to occur. That's my fault. I should have been more diligent, but I got a little comfortable. I said, wow, these nine individuals are perfect right now. I didn't see this coming. And usually that's how it goes, guys, is you don't see these things coming. And when they come, they come hard. Okay. So again, accepting ownership of what's going on right now. So looking at the situation, had to get back to center for the entire weekend. Do you think I just hung out? I couldn't just hang out. I made sure that I had ads out for every single possible place that anyone would be looking for a job. Okay. I went on Indeed. I went on Craigslist. I even checked out ZipRecruiter. I've never even been to ZipRecruiter, but I'm like, you know, screw it. I got to get on there. Um, and then at the very, very last moment on Saturday night, when I didn't really get applicants that I was too hot about, I went on Facebook and I'm like, you know what, whatever. I'll put out an ad on Facebook, which at first I loved, but I kind of started to retract from because I was getting really good results, better results of more uh, intent based applicants on Indeed and Craigslist. And Facebook was more like, eh, you know, it might be a good idea to get a job. Let me click and see what it's about. One button they click and they send a, a little, you know, Facebook pre-done application. I just never really liked it for that reason. I just felt like the people that did it kind of just scrolled through jobs and hit apply, 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 as opposed to like the other ones where people would say like, okay, I need a job. I'm going to go to Indeed to find it, or I'm going to go to Craigslist to find it. That's kind of why I liked it. the alternatives outside of Facebook. But Saturday comes around. I get two applicants on Facebook. Both answered my questions that I put together. Both seemed like pretty astute individuals. Guess what the major benefit of Facebook is? I can go look at their profile. So I'm reading what they're posting. I'm reading what they're sharing. I don't care what you say. I mean, this is a great 
filtering out opportunity. Okay. Use your judgment. So I'm looking at their, their profile. I'm looking at what they're about. Both individuals seem phenomenal. Okay. This is after an entire, you know, entire night, Friday night and all Saturday, I get these applicants Saturday night. Okay. About six o'clock. I send a message to each one of them. I say, hey, I'd like to invite you to the next stage in our hiring process, what I teach you guys, okay, which is a phone interview. Please let me know when you're interested. Both of them apply to me, reply to me and say as soon as possible. I said, hey, can I call you within the next 30 minutes? And they said, yes, sent me their phone numbers. So I did two phone interviews Saturday night for these individuals, okay? This is the level of grind that I had to do to get back to center because I can foresee the issues if I don't take advantage of getting good applicants in my business of the weeks to come, not only with the workload, but the stress of the guys, the the morale dip, um, all of the above. Okay. All these things as a business owner, you've got to manage, you've got to monitor. That is your responsibility. If you're watching football and hanging out, playing video games after something like this happens, you won't be successful. (laughs) There's no video games around me. I don't even own a, I don't even own a video game. Okay. And this is coming from somebody that used to play Call of Duty, Madden, all the games as a kid for hours. Okay. Because these things will take away from my success in business, which at this point in my life is way more important. All right. So there's no distractions here. And for me, I knew that I needed to get my business back to center. And that's what I'm doing here. So I did the two phone interviews. Um, Phone interviews came out great. And I'm thinking, okay, how do I get to the next stage of my hiring process? All right. Because I'm not going to compromise my values just to make a quick hire. That's something that I always say, do not do. Never make a quick hire without meeting somebody. But I need to make a hire. I need to make at least one. So what was that decision that I made? Well, it's tomorrow Sunday, so I don't think I'm going to be able to meet these people in person. You know, I've, I, you know, I, I just don't think it's going to happen. So I said, well, why don't we do a Zoom interview? And I'm like, I've never, I've personally never done a Zoom interview with anybody, you know. But I'm like, well, what's the worst that can happen? At least I'll get to see what they look like in terms of, you know, looking them in the eye and making sure they're not, you know, crazy. Um, and I'll get to know them a little bit face to face, which is the same goal of an in-person interview. The only difference is I can't smell them. So we'll, 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 we'll bet that they smell decent when they show up if, if I hire them. So we did the zoom interview Sunday, Sunday night. I did both of the zoom interviews. These guys were great. You know, did they have immaculate experience? No, but I knew what I was looking for. I knew that I needed individuals that I could plug into my core system. Remember, I have six guys that I trust to do all aspects of painting. So I don't need people that have expert level skill. Now, let me make it very clear. If two of my six core guys left, then this would be a major issue because guess what? I would have to find people that not only have good personality, good character, but have to have good skill to fill these roles to keep my system intact. But I didn't need perfect skill. I needed just good character, good people. And I could read that from not only the phone interviews that I did, but the zoom interviews that I did. So I was able to actually make a hiring decision based off of number one, the application answers that I got. Number two, the Facebook, um, reviewed, uh, Facebook, um, you know, review that I did of looking at their profiles. Number three, the, uh, 
you know, the phone interview, number four, the Zoom interview, and pretty much outlined it like this. Hey, listen, I'd like to bring you in for a working interview this week. All right, we're going to start you tomorrow. All right, Monday, right? This is how I made this happen. And I pretty much outlined it like this. I'm going to be calling your references tomorrow and I'm going to be sending you information on a background check. If any of those two things come back, unfortunately, we have to retract the employment. If those things come back great and you do well during your working interview, we'll offer you employment. So I had to kind of take a little bit of a risk here, but ultimately that was a next stage in our hiring process was the working interview. So I was confident in saying, hey, you can come Monday and we will give you a working interview. I hired both of them. They worked out phenomenal. Um, this is, they're, we're going into their second week Monday. Now I have eight guys. Okay. So remember, I still need one more, but I was actually able to make two hires right there. They worked all last week. The crews that are already in place, love them. And we are on our way out of the storm. Okay. And I came out of that storm with two individuals that have such a different, attitude than the, than the individuals that got let go. Okay. Cause the individuals that got let go, got let go for a reason. Okay. They weren't, they weren't invested. They didn't have the mentality of they're grateful for the opportunity. They love the job. They, they take pride in what they do. It was that mentality of I owe them something. And it's hard to catch that in the first three to four weeks to mention that these individuals had only been working for me for about you know, five to six weeks. So it's hard to catch that. And once the three to four weeks hit, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, man, I, I didn't catch that. So when I came to hiring these guys, I kind of probed them with questions that pulled those things that the other applicants had about them that I did not appreciate. It pulled those answers out that showed me that they were different. So I felt even more confident. So when I came out of that storm that I was in, I came out even better because now my team is stronger. I've two individuals with great attitudes that care about the opportunity. And I ask them, I say, you know, what, what is your motivation for coming to work every day? This was in, in one of my, uh, one of my questions. And, you know, they said they, they want an opportunity to grow. That was, that was consistent between both applicants. And when I go to the jobs, they thank me for the opportunity. And I didn't get any of that from the other two. And that is what the difference was. So for me, I'm looking at it like this. Every time I go through a storm and something crazy happens in my business, I have to recognize that this is an opportunity to grow. Some of us crumble and that's okay. Just don't stay there long. Okay. In the beginning that I feel like crumbling. Absolutely. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have three guys now that are gone, but I had to make the tough decision regardless of how uncomfortable it is. And now I have to find three individuals to replace my team that is now gone. It's putting stress on everyone. Chris has to be in the, in, in the brush. He should be doing estimates. Like all these things came, but as a business owner, you got to be steadfast. You got to get your team back to center. You got to get back to center. And I was able to do that. So thankfully I was diligent in hiring. Thankfully I took massive action by doing the phone interviews, doing the zoom interviews, doing what I had to do to get my team back in order. And thankfully uh, it paid off. And I have two applicants that are phenomenal that are now employees. And all I'm searching for is one more. And I can kind of take my time with this one. Um, and I'm, and I'm, re I'm reviewing applications and it's going to get us right back to that, that sweet spot of eight employees, one supervisor, and I'm still in the control board of the business. So guys, I went, I went all in today to kind of just show you that I go through these struggles too. I'm human too, just like you. 
And it's up and down. This isn't the last time something like this is going to happen, but I came out of this one stronger. So you might be going through a season right now in your business and you might be saying, holy smokes, I don't know what to do. First thing you need to do, get back to center, whatever that center is. If you don't know what that center is, create it and say, I need to get there. Wherever that best place was for your business that you were at at one point, get back to there, whether it's having 10 employees or having two employees that you could trust, get back to center. Okay. Number two, identify what you're looking for. Okay. I knew what I was looking for. I wasn't looking for guys with expert level skill. I was looking for good character people as Nick Slavic says, decent human beings. Okay. That's what I was looking for. All right. Number three, take massive action. All right. Taking action is going to deliver you the result. Now, whether it's a good result or a bad result, if it's a bad result, you'll take action with a little more discernment next time. But usually you're going to get a good result with massive action because that means that you're so focused on getting the good result that that's the only thing that's going to come your way. So from there, just know that if you're in a storm, you're going to come out of it. It's just a matter of coming out of it stronger. And when you're in it, making sure that you recognize that this is just part of business. This is part of business. So don't get too overwhelmed with it. Barrel through. And here we are now. I'm on the other side of it, March 1. And, uh, you know, the teams are in great shape. The morale's up. Two new guys in the business. Super excited to be a part of it. I love it. So thank you guys for listening. I, I think I lost my voice in this one. I just wanted to give you kind of uh, some really in-depth insight of what's going on in my personal business, the struggles that I deal with, and similar struggles that you may deal with and how you can overcome them. So always a pleasure serving you today. Enjoy your day. Go after it. Crush it. Get through those storms of business and uh, come out stronger. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at contractor coach. And I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email, find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And, and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.